For those unfamiliar with a company, St. Louis-based Centene Corporation is a managed care organization with a specialization in Medicaid. As you might suspect, providing government services can be big business, and that's helped make Centene a profitable enterprise and the largest Medicaid-managed care organization in the country. And they just love Obamacare. Why are we telling you all this? Well, Patrick Tui is here from the Show Me Institute to explain. Patrick, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Good morning. How are you? Uh, well, I'm looking at the story and thinking, geez, they're they're living off my tax dollars. They're making a fortune from me. Uh, we're in the wrong industry, Gary. That's, Clearly. That's the lesson I take. Clearly. Tell me what goes on. What gives here? So uh, Centene is a, uh, a company that provides managed care, as you said, uh, for Medicaid recipients. And, and basically they stand between the government giving out taxpayer dollars and the people receive, uh, who receive taxpayer dollars. And apparently you can make a pretty good living uh, in that space. But what is um, maybe more, uh, I'll say, offensive to taxpayers in Missouri is that they want to uh, build a new headquarters in, in Clayton, just outside of St. Louis, and they're asking for tens of millions of dollars of uh, subsidies, abatements and TIF and things like that to, uh, to build their headquarters. Um, you... you uh, you know that uh, the governor signed a TIF reform bill yesterday, which addressed some of the problems uh, of TIF around the St. Louis area. But, uh, you know, it's still a great problem because uh, some of the wealthiest uh, companies in Missouri, uh, the way the system is set up is that they can cry poverty and ask for taxpayer support to build, uh, you know, lavish uh, uh, headquarters and buildings of all sorts for themselves. And and so the... Um, the, the insult to injury is that Centene takes our federal tax dollars, uh, has made a very good living doing that, and now wants our state and local tax dollars so that they can build a nice office space for themselves. Good Lord, they don't make any money off the free market. Everything is off taxpayer largesse. They don't. They had to deal without. They had to exist without taxpayer money. They would not exist. Uh, that that could very well be. They they certainly want to make that uh, appear to be the case. You know, uh, again, the way TIF laws and and uh, you and your listeners are familiar with this, uh, but the way TIF laws are set up in in the state of Missouri, the standard for proving that you need assistance is really very very low. And uh, frankly, uh, if you and I were were running a business, we'd be foolish not to ask for these subsidies because the incentive is there, uh, the standards are low. Um, we would wish, and I'm sure you and your listeners would wish, that governments would be a little bit more responsible in, in what subsidies they give out. But it's hard to fault a business for coming along and uh, taking advantage of a sucker. But unfortunately, the taxpayers are the ones that are the suckers. You know, they, they do this in states all around the country. I mean, they, they give tax breaks to certain groups, tax others to support others. Um, it just... It just seems so un-American, and yet it is now. It is American. It's, it's hard to understand. Well, I'll tell you. You know, the, the, if you if you read the history of of TIF tax increment financing, you'll find that it's not itself an objectionable idea. What what somebody suggested was, you know, we've got in in urban areas uh, all over the country these kind of long term economically deprived. Uh, parts uh, and the the cost for having a business come in to invest in a in a you know a bad neighborhood, for example, is very high. And government wanted to encourage that, and so government said, "Hey, look, if you're willing to invest in this 
uh, a, you know, a bad part of town, we're going to help out. And we're going to help out by redirecting some of the property tax you would be paying and some of the sales tax you'd be collecting back to you. And that sounds that that doesn't sound too bad, but the way they defined all those terms about blight and and the need for uh, subsidies are, are so broad that what happens is those companies say, well, I don't want to go to the bad parts of town. I want to develop in the nice parts of town. And the government says, well, we'll help you do that too. And so a well-intended policy kind of went off the rails, and now it's a mess. And you are absolutely right. This happens all over the country, but um, to differing degrees. Uh, Missouri, I think, is one of the most permissive. California stopped doing it a number of years ago because it became so out of hand. Uh, And other states, uh, Texas and and cities across the country, are reforming it because it really has become a mess. And so what the governor did yesterday in signing the reform bill was a nice start, but there's a long way to go in Missouri. What changes are going to happen as the result of the governor's signature? So what was happening around St. Louis City and County and in St. Charles was that if the TIF Commission uh, decided that they did not uh, were not going to recommend a, a TIF request from a business, uh, what could happen in those places is that the municipality could kind of override them and have their own vote and say, well, we understand the TIF Commission said no, uh, but we're going to say yes. And so it, 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 it provided kind of an extra barrier. But here in Kansas City, for example, and, and elsewhere in Missouri, uh, oftentimes the 11-member TIF Commission has, has six of the appointees uh, from the mayor himself. So, so the city still has an inordinate amount of influence on a TIF commission, but there were some, um, some really bad uh, abuses in the St. Louis area that, that, uh, that they've been trying to address for years. And so, again, this is a first step, but, but by no means is it the end. Patrick Ishmael, our guest from the Show Me Institute, he is the director. Uh, what did I say? Did I say Ishmael? Tui. Yeah, it's Patrick yeah Tui. there are two of us, and we sit right across from each other and, and often get each other's calls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, Patrick, if uh, if you look at this historically, do they do they pay off? Did they ever pay off, even when they weren't being abused? Well, uh, no. The answer is no. Uh, you know, every year the state of Missouri kind of puts together an annual report of the TIFs around the state. And the, the most recent uh, 2015 report, which came out in, in just two or three months ago, said that of all the TIFs in Missouri, all those developers promised something like 260,000 jobs would be created by this uh, by TIFs. And, and in fact, uh, the annual report found that I think only 89,000 jobs were actually created. But, but what you need to know is that those are self-reported. So there's, there's not been a real audit. The state just kind of compiles all the TIF reports from around the state and publishes them. Uh, and, and the local TIF uh, boards just kind of accept the developer's word for the number of jobs created. So nobody does an audit. They just say, uh, how many jobs did you create? And, and the uh, recipient of the TIF money goes, eh, 30. And that's it? Yes. That's pretty much it, yes. And, and uh, you know, the, the previous auditor, Tom Schweik, had looked into some of this and found that, uh, you know, a cursory glance showed that a lot of times these jobs uh, didn't exist. Uh, they, you know, people had been, uh, had been uh, fired and then rehired, and they counted that as a net gain of one job because they had hired somebody. Really? So it, <laughs> it, it needs to be, uh, it needs to be uh, looked into, but, but even, if you, even if you just take self-reporting, they still come way under what they promised. 
man. Yeah, it, 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 under the best circumstances, they're lousy. Uh, John, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. You're on with uh, Patrick Dewey from the Show Me Institute. Hey, Patrick. Hey, I was wondering, instead of the TIFs and the, all these other things, CIDs, TDDs, wouldn't it be better just to cut the government regulations and the taxes, like reduce the bureaucracy, and then just let things be cheaper and easier? Yes, yes, that is that is hundred percent correct. And in fact, you know, economic development corporations around the state, um, you, you know, use TIF and, and basically concede that point. They, they concede that taxes are too high, and so they use tax cuts and, and, and regulation cuts and help with regulations as an incentive to bring business in. But what they don't do is exactly what you suggest, which is let's lower taxes for everybody. And it's because what the EDCs want to do and what political leaders want to do is is pick a winner, right? We know better than the free market. We're going to figure out what the next hot industry is. We're going to subsidize them to come to our city. They're going to create thousands of jobs, and we're off to the races. And, of course, that, that never happens because no elected member of a, of a council is smarter than, you know, the free market. But... But that is exactly how this is used, and they love to go to ribbon cuttings, and they can show you new buildings that they've built as a result of TIF. But the the, the research that has happened around the country from universities into TIF shows that it has no net benefit. That, that a lot of this development would have happened anyway. It may have happened a few blocks away from where it did, but that there is no net gain. And the reason they do it is because it allows them to pick winners, and, and the caller is exactly right. John, that thank you. If the government just lowered taxes for everybody, it'd be better off. John, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Well, I, is there any movement afoot to go further with this that you know of, Patrick? Is, is there anybody out there saying, let's get rid of them entirely? Because we know now that, you know, even the state's own data indicate it's a loser. Yes, uh, there is. Um, you know, even this effort in St. Louis has taken a number of years uh, uh, t- to get this far. Uh, the problem is, though, that politicians like to, to point to new buildings and, and new projects. You know, in Kansas City, we've got an entertainment district that was built downtown, and, and people want to say, well, this wouldn't have happened had we not had government subsidies. Uh, so it's, it, it's not so much an ideological or partisan issue. It's just kind of the nature of politicians that want to show, look at what I did. Uh, but, but uh, you know, there have been efforts in, in Kansas City, petition efforts, one-off to stop particular projects. Um, other cities have, have made changes. Uh, again, states have made changes. So it's slow. But I think as people in Missouri wake up, see what's being done with their tax dollars and, and who's, uh, you know, who's doing well and, and, and not living up to the promises they made, I think uh, this will... Uh, you know, the reform movement will, will keep going, uh, but it is just the nature of politics, I think, for politicians of every party to, to resist these changes. All right. Patrick Tui, thank you for being with us today. It's my great, uh, I'm grateful. Thank you. All right. That's your pleasure. Well, not quite, but you're okay. Patrick Tui from the Show Me Institute on The Gary Nolan Show. Get rid of the tiffs.